You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Now, it all looks a bit comedic, really, doesn't it? Rob Campbell was one thing, but they're lining up now. we got Steve Mahari keeps his job despite the op-ed pieces. Ruth Dyson turns out not to know the rules because she didn't read them. It all falls under the umbrella of Public Service Minister Andrew Little, who's with us. Very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Did you hear Alice and Eddie a couple of minutes ago? I just caught the very end of that interview. There's no, there's no midwives? None? Yeah, and, um, there, there was a shortage of midwives. It got a bit worse during COVID when um, a lot of midwives chose not to get vaccinated and, and basically couldn't do their job. And finding a new midwife or creating a new midwife is, you know, it takes years in the making. So um, it does create a, a, a compounding effect for the health system, but you know, people are working on it. Would Well, are they? Because uh, what have we got, 11 nurses? I mean, 11 um, no, there's uh, what thousands of nurses registering from overseas with the New Zealand Nursing Council. Thousands. Yeah. How how many thousand nurses are registering? Since August last year, um, over five thousand. Five thousand nurses have registered. Now they're not necessarily ones that turn up, though, are they? Registering is not turning no. up. No, but it's being uh, it's getting the rights to work as a nurse in New Zealand. Right, and and how many have turned up? Uh, you'd have to talk to the New Zealand Nursing Council and to fight order about that. Would you have a clue, roughly? I mean, what 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 it seems um, to me what it seems to me is this is a complete cock up in the immigration settings, and we knew this was going to happen all along. We're desperately short of staff in the health sector, and it's coming back to bite us in the bum. No, you're wrong on pretty much every count. So okay. um, ever, ever since the border ever since the borders opened, um, and nurses could register from overseas, they have been doing so a number record numbers in New Zealand, um, and sometimes it takes a while for them to cross the border, but they do. Um, and so nurses are coming here. They're not just working in our hospitals, they're working in aged residential care, they're working right. in other places as well. What we also know is that um, the number of nurses who are applying to the Nursing Council for what they call a certificate of standing, so they can leave New Zealand and work overseas, um, is growing as well. And the, um, the number of nurses who have registered from overseas to work in New Zealand and then apply for their certificate of, a certificate of standing to work somewhere else, um, that number is, you know, is growing as well. So oh, that's fantastic. I thought we were having trouble in the health system with this shortage of staff, but clearly I'm wrong. My apologies for that. I just watched... No, we, we, do, we, do have a, we do have a oh, shortage do. of nurses okay. and midwives in New Zealand, but we have uh, people queuing up to, to come and work. Queuing up by the thousand. I was just watching Aisha Verrill, who, and I shouldn't have hijacked you on this, I'll come back to the public service thing in a moment, but we, I was watching Aisha Verrill last night uh, round a table with a nurse going, things have to change. And Aisha Verrill said, yes, they do. But you're telling us thousands are on the way and it will all be fine. I'm saying that thousands are, are registering with the New Zealand Nursing Council to work in New Zealand. Right. For, to fight to order through their recruitment processes to get people in place um, and to do their work. So, yeah, that, that, and that Good. has changed since the well, borders the, 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 the various hospitals listening to this will be thrilled to hear that if they believe a word yeah. of it. Uh, did you, just while I've got you on the health thing, by the way, did you advocate for a, a, a smoother process into the country with Michael Wood and he basically turned you down, hence we've got the problems we do? Um, every time immigration has come up, I've done my, I, as health minister, did my job of advocating for the need for um, the best possible settings for the health system because we were short of pretty much every discipline you could imagine, yep. not just nurses, not just midwives, but specialists and doctors and precisely. so on as well. So, so precisely. So, so I take it from your answer, you did what you needed to do, would held you up, so we can hold him accountable as opposed to you. 
Um, well, th- these these are decisions of the whole of cabinet, so I wouldn't be blaming any individual minister. But um, these uh, uh, these discussions happen around cabinet, and these decisions are a collective decision of cabinet. Were you beaten down by cabinet generally? Did they all disagree with you, or did a lot of them agree with you? But Michael Wood held it up. Um, no, I think there's a, a degree of sympathy um, of shortage of labour in a whole lot of areas of, of New Zealand, and it was a collective cabinet decision about getting the best settings. Uh, on balance for New Zealand, given all of the shortages in our labour market. Okay. Now, the reason I got you on this public service thing, is this a mess? Um, well, we have a code of conduct. You're appointed to a board. You're expected to follow the, the principles. One of those is political neutrality. That doesn't mean to stop you know, people stop having whatever political view they want, but um, you've just got to... Recognise the situation that you're in when you're a board member on a public entity board, and and uh, act accordingly. Why don't they then? Uh, well, by and large, they do. I mean, there there are hundreds well, of people. Dyson doesn't. On Rob board. Campbell didn't. Yeah. Steve Mahari didn't. That's so just this week. Of, yeah, and there's three out of several thousand, and the vast majority um, do. Uh, I think part of the, the thing is and why I asked the Public Service Commission to write to board chairs to remind them and get those board chairs to remind other board members of their obligations under the Public Service yeah. Code of Conduct. It doesn't help. Did you see Ruth yesterday? I mean, what a lightweight. She didn't even read it, and the day she went to that you set up for them to learn how to do this, it was all a bit full on and it wasn't really covered anyway. What do you say to that? Um, yeah, so I think, uh, look, it's disappointing to hear that, um, but mm. I think uh, Ruth understands what, she has to do now. I think the Fins board um, understands too. I think they are having a look at their induction to make sure that the obligations of board members, new board members, is pretty clear about um, what they should and should not do. Okay. Have you read Oliver Hart, which is piece on the German public service? No, I read a lot of Oliver Hardwich, but I haven't read that specifically. Read that one because he, he's got a, well, I mean, it's not really a recommendation. They just do it slightly differently, but under a very similar political system. And they do have neutrality under law. And I just wonder if they might not be a better model than we are because ours is clearly a mess. Um, I don't think ours is a mess because it's pretty clearly laid out. It's in statute. Uh, political neutrality is a, um underlying principle of the public service, whether you're an employee or a board member mm. of a Crown entity. And there's a specific code of conduct for Crown entity board members. And uh, halfway down there is the statement, we are politically impartial. Okay. And so board members are required to act in that sort of way. So I, I think it's all there. I think it's to making sure that they people know the when they pick, pick up these appointments that they do it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Appreciate your time as always. Andrew Little, Public Service Minister, and there, um, the old hat of the Health Minister. And how thrilled are you that there are thousands coming? For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.